Hi, and welcome to this podcast of Ripping Off Angels, a comedy by yours truly, Nigel Holloway, performed by the Concept Players Theatre Company. Ripping Off Angels is a full-length play, originally written for the stage, but to make it easier for you to download, we've divided it up into six episodes. I hope you enjoy the play as much as we did making it, so without further delay, on with the show. Jack, the chairman of the Off the Wall Theatre Company, has a serious problem to discuss with the other members. Ladies and gentlemen, please. If I could have your attention, ladies, please. Jack, have we got a quorum? Of course we've got a quorum. Everyone's here, I think. Aggie and Doris aren't here yet. Did they send apologies? No. Then they'll be here. Aggie wouldn't miss an opportunity to cause trouble if you paid her. Ladies, gentlemen, please settle down. I want to get started. Jack, is this going to take long? It's just I've got an urgent appointment. The sooner we start, the sooner we finish. What he means is he wants to get to the pub. I know very well what he means, Richard. We all want to get to the pub, but I'm afraid there are some serious matters that need discussion. In that case, I'm off now. I'm coming with you. All in favour? I've locked the doors. You cunning old bastard. Lying old bastard. You haven't started, have you? Does it look like... Didn't think so. Richard, shove up sexy. Right, that's everyone, I think. I declare this extraordinary general meeting open. All in favour of declaring it closed? Aye! Aye. Shut up, Richard. We've got an agenda to get through. Do you all have copies of the agenda? I think most of them have been converted into paper aeroplanes, Jack. In that case, I shall have to read it out. Right then. Item one, Chairman's Report. All in favour of taking it as rare. Sorry, my love. I'm doing it this year. There's a problem. A problem? What sort of problem? If you just shut up and listen, I'll tell you. As you know, we've just completed our final production of the financial year. As you will have noticed, hardly anyone came to see it. That's because no one ever does come to see us. I don't know why we have to do Princess Ida in the first place. Now, there's no point in going all over all that again. I said we should have done The Sound of Music. <laughs> Everybody loves The Sound of Music, don't they, Aggie? Doris! I could have been Mother Superior. <laughs> yes, dear. <laughs> We're not here to discuss the show we didn't do. We have to deal with the consequences of what we did do. Consequences? What consequences? They're the things you don't think about every time you make a new female conquest. Oh, quiet, please. The thing is, we've had a, a run of pretty dismal financial failures, and as a consequence, we're overdrawn at the bank. Now, normally, that wouldn't be a problem, as old John Jeffries has been a friend and patron of the society for a good number of years, and he's been very well how can we say, flexible in the bank's arrangements with us. But I'm afraid times have changed. The local bank manager has become the latest victim in the backlash from the Thatcher years. Good grief, we're going to have a lecture on politics and economics now. Aggie! How do you spell economics? You needn't write that down. Well, how am I supposed to know? Never mind. As I was saying, a few weeks ago, John was given early retirement from the bank. Is what he wanted, and so, naturally, I was delighted for him. 
Unfortunately, I didn't foresee the consequences of his leaving. What do you mean, Jack? I had a letter a few days ago from the bank's regional office asking us what we were going to do about repaying our overdraft. Is that all? I get those regularly. <laughs> no, you don't understand. The difference between your affairs and the society's is that... Richards are all conducted in bedrooms. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. All right, some of them are in the back of your car. <laughs> That's much more accurate. Gentlemen, if you've quite finished... Turns out that John Jeffries had been running a business account for us, which meant that he, as branch manager, had a lot of discretion as to how the account was operated, whether to make charges and so on. Because he was a friend to us, he used to conveniently forget to charge us any fees. I don't see where this is going, Jack. The bank haven't replaced John with another manager, and all the business accounts from the branch have been moved to the regional office, where they're overseen by some faceless bureaucrat none of us has ever met. Sign of the times, Jack. The long and the short of it is that they want to talk to us about the level of our debt, which in theory ought not to be a problem. But... But? I've looked at the figures. We haven't turned the profit for some time now. I think we may be heading into some pretty choppy waters. How much do we owe, Jack? Roughly speaking, nearly 10,000. Now you see why it is serious. They haven't actually said they want it paid back, but in theory they could foreclose and force us to find the cash. But where would we get it from? Frankly, at the moment, I can't even imagine. Even if they don't insist on repaying it immediately, I think they could well start charging us interest on the loan. We'll have to repay it at some time, or or suffer the cost of the interest payments. I said John was a friend of ours. I don't think any of us quite realised just how much of a friend he was. So what are we going to do? Well, the first thing to do is to find out exactly what the situation is with the bank, so that we can see what the scale of the problem is. There's no point in panicking until we know the facts. And what if they want it all back straight away, Jack? Well, in theory... The members are collectively responsible for the debt. Yes, I'm afraid it's true. Everyone who pays a subscription is jointly liable. And how much each is that? I haven't even bothered to work it out, Aggie. The thing is, there's no way we could all dig into our pockets to find that sort of money. I think we should consider the ways in which we could raise the money from our own efforts. What exactly do you mean, Jack? Fundraising. We've done it before. You can do it again. Like what? Coffee mornings, that sort of thing? Yes, things like that. Now, has anyone got any suggestions? Anyone? Yes, Doris. I could have a bring and buy sale at my house. Well, that's a start. Anyone else? We could have a garden party. A garden party? Where? Buckingham Palace? <laughs> at our house? Oh, you mean a barbecue. Well, something at any rate. Oh, Jack, we're not going to raise more than a couple of hundred quid that way. A couple of hundred is a start. We need to think bigger than that. Yes? Give me a chance. I haven't had time to think. Maybe some sponsorship? Does anyone know anybody who's into that sort of thing? Does it have to be legal? <laughs> Barney, you're a police officer. Of course it has to be legal. Just asking. Most of the money-making ideas I come across tend not to be, you see. 
I've known plenty of schemes, tried and tested by a whole bunch of people. Most of them spend their time in Her Majesty's prisons, of course. Yeah, oh, thanks, Barney, that's very helpful. No, what I meant was there are lots of ways of getting money, not necessarily stealing it, but getting people to give it to you of their own free will. Ah, now I understand. Extortion. So that's legal now, is it? Taxman does it all the time. (laughs) Okay. What I suggest is that we all go away and think about how we can raise the maximum amount of cash in the minimum amount of time. I'll arrange to see the bank and find out what their intentions are. And off to the pub. Next item two on the agenda. Progress on the next show, which is coming up very quickly. Another two weeks, everyone. I hope you've all learned your lines by now. (laughs) Now, as we aren't in the theatre, I'm allowed to use the name of the play, and you don't need to all jump up and do silly good luck chants or funny handshakes. That's the Masons, isn't it, Barney? Dunno. Guess so. Well, you're a policeman. You must be a Freemason. No, I'm not. Then how are you going to get promoted? That's why I'm still doing the beat, moron. All right, all right, all right. Back to Macbeth. (laughs) 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 What are you all talking about? (laughs) Thank you. That's quite enough. Now, as our esteemed producer isn't here tonight, there's one fundraising activity that we obviously need to look at, and that is this production of Macbeth. The bank asks to see our figures. I would very much like to show them a profit from this show. Why should this be any different from the last few? I think that's what we need to think about. We really need this to be a sellout. Now, what can we do to make sure that they're all standing in the aisles? Sell tickets? Good thinking, (laughs) Richard! Bums on seats is the first priority. But once they're in, I want us to milk them dry. Raffles, drinks, cakes, biscuits, T-shirts, autographed photos of the cast, souvenir programs, CDs, videos of the show. Jack, Jack, where did you get all these ideas? Madonna. You've been to see Madonna? No, no, I saw a documentary on the television about her latest world tour. Those are the sorts of things they do, so why can't we? I'm feeling suddenly thirsty. I'm setting up a subcommittee to look after the selling of Macbeth. No, 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 not now. A subcommittee to look after the fleecing the punters for the the Scottish play. And another subcommittee to come up with the money-making ideas to get us out of our financial situation. Aggie, I want you to be in charge of the money-making. But, Jack... You're the one who wanted us to think big. And Barney... You're in charge of extorting money from the punters. The only restriction is no rubber truncheons. Now that's what I call an unfair restriction on trade. Everyone, we meet here again in one week. Meeting adjourned. Oh, Pop! <laughs> oh, come on, lover boy, buy me a drink. How do you get into those jeans? You can start by buying me a large gin and tonic. <laughs> Barney, wait for us. Is it as bad as you think? I really don't know. I told them everything the bank said. It was what the letter didn't say that worried me.
how I could raise the money. I could think of something you could do. That is your solution to everything. It's all about neutralisation of assets. And with assets like those... He's right, you know. She can make a fortune. <laughs> Don't be silly. Do you really think so? I'd pay. I thought you had to anyway. Look, before you two get any more carried away, Sharon is definitely not going to become a page three girl or a centrefold playboy. You're a real spoil sport sometimes. Have you ever known me to be a spoil sport? Just then. It might be quite fun. Only for these perverts. I've never heard you use the word pervert as a term of disapproval. Well, there's a first time for everything. So I'm not so. <laughs> Will they get paid a lot of money? Oh, forget it, Sharon. They're only joking. But I do have a beautiful body, don't I? Yes, of course you do. Just don't let these two exploit it. Half a chance. Just half a chance. Anyway, it would be for the company, not for you. Yes, I know. But I was thinking, as it's my body, maybe I could have a share. I have a share as well. Shut up, you. She's not doing it, and that's final. So that's one idea down the drain. Anyone else got the ideas? I thought you were supposed to be getting money out of the Macbeth audiences. You heard what Aggie says. We've got to think big. I'm not restricting myself to Macbeth, mate. I'm going to go the full month. <laughs> and just how much do you think this billion buy sale will raise? Oh, I don't know, dear. Well, what sort of things do people bring to sell? Oh, lots of things. Like what? Diamonds? White slaves? Don't be silly. Things like jam? Cakes? Things like that. So I make a cake, bring it along, then buy a pot of homemade jam. Yes, that's right. So I pay for the cake, then I pay for the jam, right? Yes. So why don't I just cut out all the work and give you the money for the jam and the cake? Well, you could, Aggie, but you'd miss all the fun. Ha ha, fun. I knew there was something I was missing. Now, I don't want to be all doom and gloom, but we've got to be realistic. There's no point in pretending that nothing has happened. No point in expecting that the bank is going to ignore the fact that we've never paid any bank charges and that we're nearly £10,000 in the red. Uh, look, Jack, I'm a relatively new member. I've never been involved in running the society. I just come along and perform in the chorus. This is really not my problem. Ah. And in any case, these debts were run up before I was a member. I do understand, Robert, but you are a paid-up member and we need everyone to help to get us out of this hole. Remember the windmill? What windmill? The Windmill Theatre. Never heard of it. It's not around here, is it? No, no. The windmill is in London. During the war, we never Sorry, closed. Sorry, Jack. I don't know what you're talking about. Look, during the Second World War, the Windmill Theatre never closed. It was their proudest boast that they never let Hitler shut them down, even during the Blitz. That was their motto. We never close. I don't understand what this has to do with us. The Dunkirk Spirit Man! We will fight them on the beaches! That sort of thing. Yeah, right. He's really worried. Mm, I could tell. I don't think he knows what to do. Oh, we'll be alright. Just needs a bit of lateral thinking, that's all. I still think my bring and buy is a good idea. Of course it is, Doris. I'm sure we can do it. 
It just won't raise much. And what it does raise just comes straight out of our own pockets. Yes, but what we need is some method of making lots of money from other people. Yes, but who? Anyone, really. Well, everyone, in fact. How do people get rich? We could do the lottery. We've been doing it for years. Never won anything. Oh, my grandmother used to play the horses. She won £500 one afternoon. Then she drank and smoked it all away. Really? How terrible. It sounds pretty good to me. She's dead now, of course. The drink or the cigarettes? Bungee jumping. Ah. Well, she was 23 stone. Shut up about your grandmother. She didn't die bungee jumping. You're just getting confused. Oh, I'm sure she... She died quite peacefully. And she fell off a Harley Davidson. No, you're thinking of my Auntie Betty. Oh, for goodness sake. Jack's really lost it this time. Thinks he's bloody Churchill now. <clears throat> we will fight them on the beaches. You want to keep that under your hat. What? The Jack's gone barmy? No, that you can imitate Churchill. You'll get dragged kicking and screaming out of the chorus and roped in to play a principal part if they get wind that you've got talent. I've always thought that Robert had hidden talent. Now hang on. Yeah, so have I. Mind you, he's keeping it bloody well hidden. Till now, that is. I think we ought to tell the casting committee that we found another star. But you wouldn't dare. As chairman of the Get Us Out of the Financial Shit Committee, I feel it is my duty to inform on you. Additional acting members always welcome. At least that's what it says in the programme for Macbeth. For God's sake, Barney. Don't you want to? No, I couldn't possibly play a principal part. Of course he does. Get a share of dressing room with you. What? Well, don't you want to be a team? No. In the queue, mate. What? In the queue. After me. What? What are you talking about? You said, do you want a turn? No, you didn't. Yes, you did. I heard you. No, I didn't. Any ideas? To be honest, I haven't really been thinking about it. Why not? not very good at fundraising. In fact, I'm not even very good at selling tickets for the shows. Trouble is, everyone I know is in it. You sad, sad boy. No, you know what I mean. I don't really have any friends outside the theatre group. It's difficult for me to find anyone who isn't actually involved to get money out of Well, what about work? Dead loss. Been around that lot so often, they're just a bunch of plebs. Well, think about it now. Honestly, I'm no good at this brainstorming stuff. Don't tell me you haven't got any imagination. It's different. So, what's the best way to raise money? Sex and drugs. Yeah, yeah. It's the basis of every successful business. Don't be ridiculous. I'm serious. Okay, I can understand Playboy magazine, but what about Sainsbury's? Food. Can you live without it? No. There you are. Can't live without it. You're an addict. Ergo, drugs. Come on. I'll give you another one. Skiing. What? Skiing. It's addictive. And it's really sexy. That's why all the travel companies do skiing holidays. In fact, if you think about it, that's all travel companies sell. Sex. Well, 1830 holidays, maybe. Oh, no, they all do it. 1830's just more upfront about it, that's all. That's what we need. An idea that combines sex and drugs.
that was the first episode of Ripping Off Angels, performed by the Concept Players Theatre Company. To find out more about the group and what they do, go to their website at www.concept-players.com. And if you want to let us know what you thought of the show, you can contact me at nigel.holloway at xmas-carol.co.uk. I look forward to hearing from you.